Hello, friends. This is I Am Who I Am podcast. We're starting a new book today, 1 Thessalonians 1. We're going to do 1 and 2 Thessalonians, 1 and 2 Timothy, and probably Titus. And whichever book we finish after this, we're, we will see. We're still working Isaiah and Proverbs and 1 and 2 Corinthians. So whichever finishes first, the Corinthian books are these. Then we're going to go to 1, 2, 3 John and 1 and 2 Peter and Jude. So uh, other than all the Gospels, we'll have everything about covered. So we're going we're gonna to start in 1 Thessalonians 1 today. We're just jumping right on in there. And so this is faithfulness to the Lord. And so let's just get started. 41 minute se- or 41 second introduction. Let's get going. Paul, Silas, and Timothy, the church of Thessalonians, God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you. Uh, thanksgiving to the Thessalonian faith. We always thank God for all of you, mentioning you in our prayers. We continually remember before God and before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow, it's already awesome. We always thank God for all of you. I love that statement. Man, our heart's cry should be always to thank God for 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 everybody. That's you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna extrapolate out here a little bit. That's part of the reason we're supposed to pray for our enemies. We're supposed to thank God for our enemies. Why? Because they're part of the testing process for us that strengthens our faith. Our enemies someday may put us in a guillotine and send us home to be with the Lord, and we get to be martyrs and get to be part of the martyred, those that are glorified, those that, uh, that have been chosen to suffer, uh, and that we've been counted worthy. So, Again, if we are, if again, now he's talking specifically about the church, but if you get the, the idea of love, of loving, praying, and forgiving, and, you know, loving, forgiving, and praying for the, the good, the bad, and the ugly, man, it'll change your life. You could get Teflon coated. So I encourage you, man. Um, always thank God. We always thank God for all of you mentioning you in our prayers. Again, I know that's specifically about the church, but get it in your heart to pray about your enemies. Man, we're supposed to pray, love, and forgive our enemies. Man, I mean, it just glorifies God when we do that. When we can forgive them and let them off the hook and just pray, God, I'm looking forward to some of my enemies being in heaven and that, you know, and they coming up to us, people like us and say, man, thanks for praying. Again, not that I'm looking for glory, but wouldn't it be cool to hear, man, your prayers mattered, man. God found a way through your prayers to, to affect my eternity. Now I'm going to be with you guys forever. I mean, man, again, we're not, it's not, not for our own glory, but our prayers, God's listening to our prayers and we're praying for our enemies. God's moving in their behalf. So that they can be saved. Amen. Again, I know that was a little off subject here because Paul is dealing specifically with Thessalonian church, but I wanted to put that out there. It's so important to love, pray, and forgive your enemies. We always thank God for all of you mentioning your prayers. We continually remember before our God and Father, and this is nice, we, were t- we continually remember before our God and Father these three things. Your work produced by faith. Their faith produced the work. It's always that way. The work doesn't produce the faith. The faith produces the work. That's why, again, faith without deeds is dead. When you have faith, it always is productive. It does something. Faith, because God is a worker. God is a creator. And we have that. It's part of our image and likeness of God in us to create. So work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love. Why did they labor? Why did they labor for each other and for the church? Because of love, because they all loved each other. Isn't that great? 
and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of our Lord Jesus Christ, we have a hope for the future. Because of Jesus, we have hope, and he inspires us. Oh, man, what a great, what a great opening, you know, great opening, um, uh, three verses. Amazing. Amen. For we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you. Man, we are the chosen of God. If you know Christ, you are the chosen of God. He wrote your name in the book of life before the creation of the world. That's what the Bible says. Our names are written in the book of life before the creation of the world. Um, that you, He has chosen you because our gospel came to you, not simply with word, with words, but also with, pow- with power and with the Holy Spirit and with deep conviction. Ooh, I like that. So let's read this whole thing again. For we know, brothers, loved by God. <laughs> he just makes your man, don't forget you're loved by God, that he has chosen you. Because our gospel came to you, okay? The gospel came to them, and that was the, how, how they were chosen. They got the gospel, and they received the gospel. And, and the gospel came to them, and it didn't come simply with words. It says, not, um, not simply with words, but also with power. Paul walked in the, the Holy Spirit and did a lot of miracles and things like that. It says if Peter, even if Peter's shadow fell on people, they got healed. So the apostles operated in, in heavily in the supernatural miraculous. So they were exercising God's power. And with the Holy Spirit, with God, with the power, with power and the Holy Spirit, again, the Holy Spirit was working in their midst. And with, I love this. And with deep conviction. Man, I love that deep conviction, man. Man, man, we should be deeply convicted about the loss to reach out to them. You know, and they should, and our desire for them, it should show. Amen. Not, not to glorify ourselves, but to glorify God. I love that. You know how we lived among you for your sake, man. Watch this, watch this. We know, you know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord in spite of severe suffering. You welcomed the message of the joy given by the Holy Spirit. Man, you know how we lived. So they set an example in how they lived among them for their sake. They set an example. You know how we lived among you for your sake. The example we set for you kids was for your sake. So you could see Christ through us. That's how we wanted to live for, live amongst you. You became imitators of us. What a high compliment. You know, they could see Jesus so much in Paul and Timothy and Silas that they became imitators of them. Isn't that awesome? Uh, and uh, imitators of them and of the Lord. Again, they were showing the Lord. The Lord was coming right through them, and they became imitators of them and the Lord. In spite, in spite of severe suffering, you welcome the message with joy given by the Holy Spirit. Man, man, in spite of severe suffering, man, isn't it amazing that our the message of the gospel can penetrate right through severe suffering, right through severe suffering, and it can, and it can still produce joy. Watch this. This is so good. Um, uh, let's see. Um, in spite, in spite of severe suffering, you welcome the message with joy given by those. The Holy Spirit was so a work of within their midst as they were suffering. The Holy Spirit was still giving them joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The Holy Spirit was strengthening them through God's joy. That's in Nehemiah. The joy of the Lord is our strength. So they were going through severe, terrible suffering like many of our brothers and sisters around the world. And in North Korea, Saudi Arabia, China, Eritrea, the list is endless of where how people are suffering around the world for Christ. But yet, in spite of that severe suffering, they can have a joy through the Holy Spirit. Man, isn't that amazing? 
that's how you know we experientially we we know that God is real. We know the Bible. We know that Christ is real and God is real and the Holy Spirit is real through the words on this page. But we also experience the the Spirit's power. I mean, that joy that's that joy that hits you like a ton of bricks. It's God doesn't doesn't have to prove anything to us. But he just, it's the overflow of God's heart to us. We experience this joy and we know it's supernatural. It's not just an emotional thing. And so, and so you became a model to all believers in Macedonia, Achaia. So the Macedonian church, the Achaian church said, man, look at how the Thessalonians are suffering. Yet they received the message with joy. Isn't that awesome? Amen. The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia, Achaia, your faith in God has be, has become known everywhere. Man, listen to this again. Man, so wouldn't you like this to be your epitaph on your tombstone? Um, your faith, um, uh, your faith in God has become known to, known everywhere. Clark's faith in God has become known everywhere. Jack's faith in God has become known every has become. Let me make sure I'm getting right. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. Bob's faith in God has become known everywhere. Bob, another Bob's faith in God. Have the two Bobs in my life. The other Bob's faith in God has become known uh, everywhere. Mark's faith in God has become known everywhere. Rebecca's faith in God has become known everywhere. Dan's faith in God has become known everywhere. Cindy's faith in God has become known every Cynthia's wouldn't you like that to be the epitaph on your tombstone their faith Bob's faith became known everywhere man I'm that would be I would be having I would have a happy tombstone if it said the the faith I had became known everywhere isn't that amazing compliment from Paul man I love that man so Lord's message rang out from you like it rang out from you uh, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything. About- <laughs> Gosh, their faith was so well known. Their faith was so well known. Macedonia, Achaia, and everywhere. Everybody knew about the Thessalonians that Paul didn't even have to comment. Think about what he's saying here. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it. <laughs> about it. Okay, but about it. Comma. For, okay, let's let, okay. Let me continue on. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it. For they, they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for His Son Jesus from heaven, whom He raised from the dead. Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. Holy mackerel! That's just we're just in chapter one. This is going to be like this is going to be like Ephesians and Philippians and Colossians. This one's going to kill me. It's so good. Man, man, I tell you what, man, Paul had a way through the Holy Spirit of, of lifting people up. Amazing. These are amazing, amazing, amazing Holy Spirit-filled words. They blow my mind. Let's read just that ending again. I'll take. I'll see if I can break down just a little bit. We're only 11 minutes in. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it. This is the faith that began. Okay. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it. For they themselves, again, the, the Macedonians, the, Achaian, the Achaians, they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. So not only was their faith known, but the fact of how the Thessalonian church received Paul and Silas and Timothy and the other brothers, it says they, were, they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. So 
it was it, their hospitality towards Paul and Silas and Timothy. The Thessalonian church was so well known everywhere that Paul didn't even talk about it. He said they themselves or these churches report what kind of reception you gave us. Man, man, people were talking about these cats. Man, it's amazing. They they tell how you turn to God from idols. So they were well known idolaters, and they turned to God from idols. Okay, to serve the living and true God. Amazing. And to wait for his son, his son from heaven, whom he, whom he has raised. And so they, they, they turned from idols to serve the living God. And they knew about Jesus, how he ascended into heaven. And then he, he had a second coming coming. So they were waiting for him and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead. Jesus who rescues us from the coming wrath. So they were serving the living God. And they were, they were 2,000 or 1,900 years ago, approximately, they were waiting for Jesus. And again, some of the churches, and, and, and um, Second Thessalonians is some correction, because some of the Thessalonians got off into error about this and sold all their possessions. It's historic where they, you know, people deceived them and stuff. But they were serving the true and living God, the Father, uh, and they were waiting for Jesus from heaven again. Who and Paul just is the tagline, whom he raised, who God raised from the dead, and Jesus who rescues us from the coming wrath. So Paul just wanted to put a tagline on there because he said, you know, let's 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 do this right here. It says, Your faith in God has become known everywhere, therefore we don't not need to say anything about it. For they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven. Okay? And then he puts this tagline, whom God raised or whom he raised from the dead, whom God raised from the dead. They just, he, Paul was just reiterating who Jesus was. He was saying, okay, he's in heaven because God raised him from the dead and Jesus who will rescue us from the coming wrath. The body of Christ is not destined to suffer the wrath of God. The wrath of the world and the wrath of the devil we got to deal with. But God's wrath, the body of Christ never experiences that. So, whew. What a great beginning to this amazing book. We are blessed to have this testimony of Thessalonians. What what amazing words. What I mean, these I you know, you read this, it's like I hope there's a replay. I don't know if we'll be able to see the video replay of Paul going through all his missionary journeys and meeting these people and stuff. But these words fascinate me. And they they help us to see how we should live. Not that we compare ourselves with the Thessalonians, but we see that 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 God can raise up these people who used to t- serve idols, and now they now they're serving each other. They're serving they serve the apostles. They're serving God, waiting for Christ. You know, it shows us how far a person can come out of darkness and be completely transformed, completely completely transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit, to become a vessel of use for God. Paul himself knocked off the donkey on the Damascus Road. Paul the torturer. Paul the murderer. Paul the guy destroying the church, who would have destroyed the church if it had not been from God. This guy was knocked off his donkey, challenged by Christ, made blind for three days, and then went on to become the Apostle Paul from Saul to Paul and became and wrote a third of the New Testament. And there's nobody beyond God's reach. If a guy like Saul, who became Paul, and basically Saul is his Hebrew name, and Paul is his Greek name. He didn't change his name. That's just Paul is his Greek name. Just my mom looked it up and found it. But look at what God did with Paul. And Paul was on a mission from the devil, thinking he's serving God, and he was out to destroy the church. And man, look what God did through Paul. Look what he look at the testimony about the Thessalonians. Amazing testimony Paul has about these people. Amazing, amazing, amazing. 
Man, that's the kind of testimony we want all by the Holy Spirit, man. Again, not that we're comparing ourselves with any of these people. No, but you want to live a life that inspires and encourages others. Amen. Just by the Holy Spirit, the God gets all the glory. He's the one doing all the work. He's showing us how to walk. He's the one gets all the credit and the glory. We just are empty vessels that are filled with the Spirit and just doing what He's called us to do, each of us in our own individual way, not comparing ourselves with, another, with one another, which is not wise, not competing, not competing with each other, as Brother Dwayne says, but completing each other. Not running a race against each other, but serving each other in love. Man, I'm not in competition with Mark, Jack, Clark, Bob, Bob, or anybody else, or Dan, you know, or Doug, or anybody. I'm not. In, I'm not in competition with any. I'm in competition with myself, myself, that I might, that the Lord might raise me up to run a better race. All of us should be in competition with stuff. Lord, make me better today than I was yesterday. Make me better tomorrow than I am today. Make me more faithful. Strengthen me. Let my faith be known around the world, so I may be an encouragement to others. Ugh, good stuff. Anyway, love you, love you, can't get enough of you, about 16 and almost 17 minutes. Um, no videos, you can't do the videos on the podcast together. Failed experiment today. I tried to do both together, does not work. So so we're just going to do podcasts, it's the exact same thing. You don't need to see this ugly mug. You can wait, just wait till I get to heaven and I get a new body, then you can see my face and you won't freak out anymore. <laughs> Hey, hey, you got to work pretty hard to be this ugly <laughs> or to be this insane. Love you, love you. Can't get enough of you. Appreciate y'all.